Hello, everyone, and welcome to Twilight Epiphanies Talk Radio with Cindy Magnuson, and the show is about to begin. So, slow down, take a seat, put your feet up, and maybe take some notes, because this show is about you, it's for you, and it is designed to help you receive exactly what you need to be a happier and healthier you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Twilight Epiphanies Radio, episode 30, and the eighth show in the Twilight Epiphanies Honor Roll series. Tonight, I am celebrating two women who are solely responsible for me being here tonight to do this interview, Stephanie Phillips and Oksana Spivy, who are the founders of Feminine Frequency Radio Network. So my path crossed with these two ladies approximately three years ago. I was reaching out and friending people on Facebook, and Stephanie happened to be one of those people, and she private messaged me right away and said, I'd like you to be on my radio show. And so we decided I would come on and talk about numerology. And that was when she was working with Body and Soul Awareness Radio, co-hosting that with Oksana. So after that show, then I wanted to gift back the ladies and said that I would uh, like to do numerology readings with them, uh, which I also do some emotional freedom technique in there. So in that time, uh, those sessions and doing that with them, I had the opportunity to get to know them more personally and establish a friendship with them. And so we went along. I, they may have asked me another time to be on the show in between that time, and I think I was busy and, and not able to get back on with them. And then it was last year, maybe in the March, April time frame going into there, and uh, they asked sent down a note and uh, said they were forming this network uh, and they wanted to know if I would come on and be a host in their network. So being a radio host was literally the farthest thing from my mind. Um, Didn't think about it, uh, hadn't had a notion of every even remotely um, interested in the area in this respect. And, And I initially said, blah, blah, blah. I was a little bit too busy. I had this and that going on. Uh, But the two ladies were very persistent. And in their persistency, um, I want to say tonight and honor them very highly for their vision, for inviting me, for giving me this opportunity, for creating the network, and for putting in already all of the countless hours of work and preparation behind the scenes, not only to start this network, but also to work with the other radio shows that both of them have been doing. Um, And I think it's, I believe Stephanie had said that they have already done already 300 plus shows together. Uh, And Stephanie also has a show that she did with another young lady and that was uh, geared towards children a little bit more. So 
I wanted them to come on tonight and talk about their visions for Feminine Frequency Network Radio, uh, talk about their journeys, how did they get to this point where they have uh, been guided to put together a network that introduces the ideologies that they have gleaned over all of the years that they've participated with others that they've invited onto their show, as well as their own personal lives. So this Feminine Frequency Radio is an extension of who they are. So tonight we're going to learn about aspects of each of them, how their journey unfolded, what the interesting parts of their lives have been that are bringing them here tonight, that guided them into this direction that they've both taken, and what their future visions are. So a little bit about each lady. I'm going to have them mostly give us a lot of the information that I normally might put in the beginning here about them uh, and just talk in a nice, casual, easy conversation. So tonight is one of those nice, relaxed, joyful times where it'll be like catching up with an old friend and um, in a way to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you've done, ladies. I highly appreciate both of you. So Stephanie describes herself as a jack of all trades and notes that for the longest time, she considered that to be inferior compared to people who had mastered one, one, uh, you know, one area in their life as opposed to doing a lot of everything and knowing a little about a lot. And Her many colorful experiences have shown her that her true power lies in her ability to connect with and understand others on a deep level, as opposed to listing accomplishments that she feels difficult to place as as prominent. She less is interested in titles and medals and accreditation, and she is more interested in being the change that she feels the world needs to become in order to evolve. She spends her time caring for her two magical children and has devoted her time to being a light so others can see past the illusion and understand that there is another way. Oksana loves to stay healthy on all levels of existence, physical, mental, and emotional, She is an advocate for wellness and evolution of humankind. She enjoys dancing, writing, talking on the radio show, supporting Feminine Frequency Radio Network, yoga, meditation, and works towards continually evolving into a lighter, expanded, wiser version of self. She has studied practicing Qi energy, yoga, qigong. Is it qi? It's qigong, and I think it's qigong. So I kind of hesitated there. I think it's qigong or qigong. Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, 
and paganism while attending classes and workshops. She has traveled extensively throughout the world and has dedicated her time to enhancing and supporting the energetic grids of the planet. In 2017, when she lived on the beach in Los Angeles, which accelerated her own growing and healing process, she developed a wellness package for integration of body, mind, and heart through movement, Qigong, and meditation. Currently, she resides in New York City and is collaborating with a European team from Amsterdam in building a hotel brand that promotes freedom of being who you are, which fits her walking path as of now. So let's bring the ladies on and say hello. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Cindy. Thank you so much for having us on. You are welcome. And hello, Oksana. Hello, Cindy. And hello, our dear listeners and your dear (laughs) listeners. Thank you so much for inviting uh, Stephanie and I to be guests. You are welcome. So we are in three different time zones here. How awesome is that? Um, Okay, ladies. Wow. So tonight, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious whenever I have someone on the show. I'd love to be able to hear those fun little tidbits of earlier years in people's lives that were significant in shaping them. Um, I think it's I, it's exciting. It's one of my favorite parts of being a radio host is sitting here with wide open eyes and just waiting and listening. And I think that's very educational. So it's one of my favorite parts of uh, interviews and radio itself. So um, Stephanie, so here you are, um, single mother and just have gone back into the workforce and (laughs) are are working towards developing this radio network. So what would you say in childhood, you know, had, had something to do with shaping you and bringing you here today? Wow. Okay, so I want to say probably, like, it's not just an experience in childhood, but it was a person um, that through my entire life up until her death, and even that was a catalyst, which is a whole other story, but my mom always told me to ask questions and speak my Mm -hmm. truth and have my voice be heard regardless what anyone around was saying. And um, that was because she was so suppressed, I think, in her life because her family was strictly religious. Um, They're extremely religious. My grandparents are missionaries and have been for, like, over 20 years. Um, And before that, my grandfather was, like, a pastor forever. So we have a very kind of, like, staunchly Southern Baptist family. Um, but she happened to be that um, black sheep that was totally against the grain. And that's, I want to say it was her that kind of was my biggest catalyst through life to kind of like speak my truth. Um, I never 
thought that I would be a radio host, like ever. It was not something that I thought of, just like you were saying. Um, but one time, I think it was like very on, like early on in my journey of spirituality, um, I went to a goddess retreat. Oksana, you were there too. And I was talking to this one lady and she was reading angel cards for me and she was like, wait a second, I'm getting a message. And I'm like, okay. Um, And she was like, you know how you keep on saying that you're making body care products and that's what you're going to do and that's like your passion and your gift? And she was like, no, you're going to be speaking. And I was like, what are you talking about? I like making body butter. It's very therapeutic for me to whip body butter. Don't say anything different than that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I was really in a place at that time, too, where I didn't really want to be around a lot of people. And um, when she said speaking, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be speaking in front of people. So I was like, no, this, this is not going to happen. Um, and then probably... Um, I don't know, two or three years after that, one of my friends at work, um, he had a radio show. It was totally not related to, like, anything that we deal with. It was all about, like, um, the bankster scum and fighting them. It's Ben Cochran. Um, he very good friends, still to this day. But um, he had me on his show because at that time I was into the skincare and nutrition and um, <clears throat> he was really into anything kind of like conspiracy theory. And we talked about vaccines and why they're bad and all that stuff. And I had so much fun. I was like, that was great. Now I said, um, like way too many times and I'm still working on, um, to this day. <laughs> However, <laughs> I it, hear you. that was the show, right? That was the show that kind of like opened me up to like, doing radio because it's not something I ever thought of which is funny because everything that I've ever done in my life is something that I never thought I would do it was just like oh that's kind of interesting that I did that you know um so after doing a show with him I think I did a second show with him because I had had so much fun and then he was like dude he was like do you want to be on the radio he was like you'd be great at it and I was like wait a minute that would be fun, right? And then I'm like, Oksana, dude, like, we sit here and we talk about all this cool stuff. Like, other people have to hear it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So in the beginning, like, the premise was like, we're just going to get on the radio show and we're just going to talk like we normally talk and just, like, hash out issues and, like, talk about different I don't know, different ways to heal yourself and different um, topics about, like, um, um, not just natural healing, but, like, quantum physics and cells, cells and, like, all the different things, like how the universe works and aliens and all that stuff. And then <laughs> we were like, hey, let's get guests and have people on. And it was so awesome because, we got some of the most amazing people on you being one of them. We made some of the most awesome connections with people. We've made friends and we've gained so much knowledge. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And I thought you were completely crazy to uh, propose such an idea. To do <laughs> 
but you know I'm crazy. <laughs> well, well yeah, that's, that's how I like it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Oksana, I'm, I'm going to ask you to, after I ask Oksana uh, a childhood question, her, her um, beginnings and what she feels with her influences, and then I'm going to ask you to how you met. Because I want to know, and oh, and, yeah, I and that. <laughs> oh no, mm-hmm. no, we can wait for that. Because because seriously, now it's only because of my age. But you two kind of like remind me of Laverne and Shirley, kind of, you know, because you're just so cute together. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a good thing. But that's what I think of when I think of you too. You know, it's like. Exciting! It's you just have this energy that comes together and it sparks fly in a good way. You know, it it, it just picks up right away. So, Oksana, um, what would you say? You know, were childhood influences that you can see were very um, important that have steered you in this direction and brought you here today? Well. <clears throat> question what a massive question um i was growing up and initially until about six years of age i had this most contagious laugh that i think i slightly regained in the past few years um and then at six years, um, I turned inward, and I became very shy, and um, pretty much, you know, didn't raise my kind of opinion and voice as much anymore because um, nobody would listen to my opinion. And I remember even until, uh, like, I still remember thinking, why my opinion doesn't matter? Like, why why I'm not being listened to? So, and slowly, actually throughout uh, years, uh, very well into my, I would say, mid-20s, I was slightly shy in general, uh, and I wouldn't really have that ability to speak. So I'm not sure uh, whether this well, actually, I'm pretty sure that actually connects to, to me being on the radio now and hosting radios for the past uh, more than three years now. Uh, but I think, yeah, that was part of it, uh, that I couldn't really speak up. And I, in, like, by going to astrologically, I'm a communication sign. I'm a Gemini. So to me, communication is natural and normal. And, uh, you know, I picked up writing mm. as well, but speaking on the radio... Um, you know, it wasn't anything normal for me. I I would never imagine, just like you two said, to be a host in a radio show and actually enjoy it. So um, perhaps, you know, that part contributed to that. But for me, I concentrated mainly on uh, movement, on, on dancing. And I've uh, started dancing at six years of age. And I would say dance actually is, a very important point, um, very important, I think, aspect of my life, not even when it comes to uh, wellness and health 
and energy work, but just how it shaped my life. Uh, because of dance, dance, I was able to be one, uh, exposed to traveling very early in my age. I traveled throughout Russia. I grew up in Russia, so I traveled throughout Russia with the dance uh, group that I belonged to since I was six until about 16 years of age. And then at 16, I almost at 16, I uh, came to U.S. for about three months to perform, uh, to tour, and I ended up staying here. So because of dance, I was, um, you know, came here to U.S. And then also because of dance, I was able to continue my education here in college. I received a full scholarship for about two years to go to college. If I didn't get that, my other option was to go back to Russia. So um, that kind of shaped the next step, and then it led to the next step and the next step. And jumping uh, kind of ahead, about a year ago, I was able to develop a wellness package that you mentioned, uh, Cindy, already, that um, not only, you know, providing a good um, base for everybody to stay well uh, on all levels, but also gave me what I've realized by looking back at the last year that it was my also huge last kind of almost last point of healing and literal rebirth, like internal rebirth. Mm. Um, because, mm-hmm. because initially initially my package was a rebirth of oneself, and then I kind of changed it into a wellness package, but the actual official name is rebirth of oneself. And uh, I literally experienced that. So to me, that was uh, important. Um, and I, I know I skipped a lot in my uh, history, in my bio. <laughs> and I can uh, maybe throughout pick up a couple of things. But, sure. Uh, yeah, but going back to um, more like how, why I became a host on the radio show is, I think it is more of a coming out of myself and really speaking my um, whatever it is, at least speaking and uh, becoming, you know, kind of a, like, it's kind of like you, you, you're being held responsible in a sense, right? When you're becoming a role model in any shape or form, because when you speak on the radio, when you present something, you are vouching that information to a certain degree. So you have to stand the ground with that information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's another point to a lot of us who are taking this role of um, leading the next uh, wave of humankind um, on this earth is really becoming that energy that we're speaking of and being on the public one way or the other holds us responsible for continuing that evolution within ourselves and uh, expanding it on a mass level. So nothing is a coincidence, including mm-hmm. <laughs> getting uh, into this role. So, so that's a little bit about me for now, unless you have any more kind of questions for me to dive into at this point. 
well, let's then uh, go to, because uh, we can kind of catch up with what time frame we're in, but how did you two meet? So Oksana <laughs> is a dancer from Russia. She is here. She's educated herself. I'm assuming you went into the workforce then with the education that you got, and you can tell us about that. It may be tied in here, but um, so how did you two meet? Uh, and like, like I kind of want to say, was it was it love, friendship at first sight? <laughs> no, it was. Let me, let no, yes, yeah. Let me start this one, and you'll see. Do it. Because, Do uh, it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit better. Yeah. So, um, yes, I. Uh, if I actually stayed in Russia, I see myself. If that was an option in this life, of course. I see myself going to dance for sure, um, but because I decided to stay in U.S., I became kind of U.S. thinking lady and thought business was more practical. Um, and I got my education in international business and then later on master's in international commerce and policy, even worse. <laughs> Uh, that kept me entertained. Um, so, and when I received my undergrad, I went through actually a massive change uh, in my life. That was two cycles ago, speaking of cycles. That was about 14, 15 years ago. So it's... Um, okay. Uh, yeah, just speaking of, a, you know, astrological um, cycles, life cycles. Um, and I went through kind of um, a bit annoying divorce. <laughs> so I restarted uh, very strongly on a personal level there, and I was looking for a job like any other, you know, early twenties kid in the U.S. Uh, only I already do- dove into um, the spiritual realm at that time and uh, was, let's just say, in a surge of something. At that time, I was thinking happiness. Uh, so, and I uh, met a dear friend at a local kind of job I did for a bit, and she introduced me to a company that is managing, uh, it's a hotel management company, very well known actually. And through her, I nicely got that job, landed that job with Eid, and that is where I met Stephanie. But it wasn't a love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it was a hate at first sight. It was just, you know, it, it, it wasn't like, oh, my God, let's do a radio show tomorrow. <laughs> in, uh, fact, in fact, Stephanie was still wearing high heels at that time, and she can go into that a uh, little bit more when she's... Um, so at that time, I was, what was I doing? I guess I was just dancing and doing um, <coughs> my my hospitality work. Um, and we, we uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember year-wise. We probably, because I worked with the company for eight years. And I would say first half, maybe a little bit less, we we were co-workers, and we hung out, and it was, you know, fine. 
But then later on, and I will give Stephanie the mic <laughs> in a few minutes, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, things changed in Stephanie's life and perhaps in my life as well. I can't remember details. I started meeting more and more amazing people that did shaman work and energy work, and I started connecting with them more and more. And I think during that time, Stephanie and I, we became closer, closer, and closer. And uh, that is when we started also together going to all the energy grid work around the world and U.S., um, pretty much supporting and opening up energy grids here. Uh, and that's what that's where we connected. So I would say time-wise, it probably was uh, 15 minus 5. I would say 10, 11 years ago. Okay. Where we became close, but we met about 15 years ago. So we've known each other oh, that okay. long. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we met in 2003. Here we oh, go. Okay. We became yeah. friends in 2008. <laughs> oh, Okay. Uh, and Stephanie, how did you get to this particular job location where you met her? What brought you into there? Wow. How did you get there? You okay? Um, wow, that was I was like twenty three. Yeah, I had just turned twenty three. I was living with my mom because I'd gotten laid off from my job. And me and my first son, Christian, he was about two at the time. And um, I started working for Interstate, which was, it was great. I always knew that I was going to work at a desk and have like a desk job. And I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I was going to sit at a desk. And I was probably going to support someone and I was going to be really good at it because that's something my mom always told me. She was like, you have to, um, she was like, if you want to make money, you better know how to support somebody. That was one thing that I didn't like about my mom's thought process. But anyways, um, so I learned how to be an amazing support person. So I got this job. It was making like, I don't know, like, $20,000 more than I was making before. So it was awesome. It was in a nice building in Arlington and it had soda fountains. And I thought I was just like living it up when I found out we had bagel Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing like the little things like when you're 20 that are like so Uh good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But anyways, um, I really, um, it it was really, I didn't know like what, a big part of my life it was going to be because I ended up being there for almost 12 years. But, um, but interstate was a huge part of my life. But anyways, so it was a very interesting time too, because I was like early twenties. I had a brand new baby. He was two years old. Um, So it was kind of a tough time, single parent for that, um, um, for that baby or for that, the upbringing of Christian too. So, but at that point, I had a lot of help from my mom, and it was great. I had lots of fun. It was a household management company. I was constantly traveling. Um, and like Oksana says, like, we would see each other in passing the UK, and it, like, functions, like, we're, we were, like, associates. You know what I mean? Like, I 
have no reason to dislike you. I think you're awesome, but, like, we have no reason to talk. And then, like, in 2007, found out my best friend, my mom, had cancer. Um, And they said she had 18 months, and she literally had 18 months. Um, In Mm. October of 2010, she passed away after a battle battle with ovarian cancer. Mm. I was, like, devastated. I, like, lost my best friend. Like, the doctors are telling me I'm going to get ovarian cancer and die. Like, it was a terrible, terrible time. Luckily, I'd been with a company for so long that they were very, very kind to me, and they let me take as much time as I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one day I was, like, I don't know. I lost my mom. She had passed away. I was by Oksana's desk. I think maybe <sighs> Jessica was there. Jessica and um, we were talking and she was like you know what she was like I have these books you should try them read them and one of them was by Wayne Dyer one of them I don't even remember what books they were one of them was by Doreen Virtue it was like an angel book what was the other one the secret was it the secret uh, I think so yeah it was the remember. secret. I was. Dude, I think it was the secret, which is so funny because I always, like, refer to the secret, and I'm like, dude, there is so much more to that secret. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's so much they didn't tell you. Yes, and she gave me these books, and I was like, okay, so I read them, and I'm like, all right. So, like, I've always known there's more to all of this, and I've always known, like, something's up, and... I've always known that I'm, like, different than all these people, and I can't figure out why. Like, I think so different than everyone else. But so I started reading these books, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go with some of this. So then a couple weeks later, I think, um, wait, what happened first? Was it Yogaville or was it Egypt? Yogaville. Was it Yogaville? Okay, cool. So... So Oksana is in purchasing, right? And she's working with one of the vendors, and she's talking to her about this place called Yogaville, and it's this awesome little ashram in um, in Southern Virginia, right? So she's like, "Oh gosh, like um, I hold retreats there." So we're like, "Cool, we're gonna do a goddess retreat." So she holds these goddess retreats. She's a shaman priestess. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what are the chances that, like, she happened to be there and she happened to mention Yogaville? Because she didn't know that she was a shaman at that point. Or Mm. Oksana didn't know that she was a shaman at that point. No, no. no. Mm -hmm. So then um, we ended up going to a goddess retreat. And I think, you know what? No, before that, it was before we went to Yogaville. It was Egypt. Oksana was like, I'm going to Egypt for three days. It's like... um, (laughs) Uh, expo or something that I have to go to and I was like you know what I'm going and we weren't even really that close at that point I was just like I'm going to Egypt because travel is the way that I make myself feel better I don't care what's wrong if I travel I'm happy so um, we I ended up going to Egypt with Oksana and that's kind of like after that like it was just all uphill from there Oh, then, well, um, how symbolic is that? We fell in love in that. Egypt. Your first time together was in Egypt. That's so symbolic. 
<laughs> yeah, it's so cool. And well, right, and then come to find out, we have a lot of history there. But come to like find out, Egypt is like itself. a nightmare for me. <laughs> I know, right? It's like a stalker. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Egypt, Egypt has a lot for us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but it was it was an awesome experience. But anyway, so then we ended up doing like all these goddess retreats together, and then like Oksana said, like. We did a lot of grid work um, all across the U.S., um, South America. It was mm-hmm. it was very very intense work, and I think I think we almost got to a place where it was kind of like, all right, dude, like I gotta I gotta step back from this because it's yeah. too much. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. it was a lot energetically trying to um, do the work and it was kind of like, all right, we have to kind of like take care of ourselves too because there's balance. You have to find balance yeah. between the spiritual work mm-hmm. and the reality of you have a physical body and you have to maintain that. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, yeah, so that's kind of how we met and came together. Um, and like I said, like for the radio, it was just kind of like, hey, do you want to do it? <laughs> There was like there was a couple other people that I asked to do it, like really close friends, and we were gonna do like group sessions and stuff, but it just never worked out like that. Me and Oksana just clicked and it worked. I think uh. I even remember. I remember even that day, I was sitting on your yoga ball in your room, <laughs> and we were talking ball. about that, and I'm like, oh boy, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Do you remember a your lot first- of magic? Do you remember your first show? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. What, was it just between you two introducing the radio show itself, the radio itself, or what, uh, you know, the station, or were you, did you have a topic that night or a guest? It was a guest. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Who was your first guest? Our first guest was Will LeBron. I met Will when I, wow. So I met Will when I went to the doctor's office because I was pregnant with Kai. Um, I hadn't yet decided that I was going to do a full home birth. Um, So I was still going to like a regular um, OBGYN. And he was a nurse. And my problem was is I had hypermesis gravidarum. And what that does is it causes you to be severely nauseous. And I literally lost like like 30 pounds in 10 days. It was so bad. I lost so much weight. I couldn't keep any food down. I couldn't even drink water. And yeah. um, I went in there. And, of course, the first thing they're saying is, they're like, here, take this pill and it will make it better. Well, Luckily, he was, like, super into um, naturopathy and um, homeopathic medicine and eating well. Um, he was really big into, like, Dr. Sebi, and he's, like, he's so full of information. I'm not going to say, like, 100% everything I agree with him on, but I will say that he's extremely educated um, and knowledgeable yeah. on the things that he's versed in. Um, sure. But anyways, it was a great show. Um, and yeah, it was, it was kind of like impromptu, like I had met him and then I called him and I was like, Hey, do you want to do the radio? And he's like, 
Yeah, I'll do it. And now he's doing so well. Like, he's got so many followers on Facebook, and, like, all these people mm-hmm. are constantly, like, asking him questions, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool to see him do so well. Mm-hmm. So then, and um, mm-hmm, go on. I was Is that you, Oksana? Yes, I was going to add that things were just falling into places, and mm-hmm. uh, it just felt like it was the right time, the right flow. And just to answer your question, we did do a show just about us, but a little bit later. I can't remember which one it was, uh, but it wasn't the first one. But we had a show where we talk about each other, I think, or we go into our own stories a little bit. Yeah, we interview each other. I think we did a whole oh. show each on interviewing <laughs> <Yeah>. each other. <laughs> oh, yes, I like that. Yeah, I heard, I heard, you know, a couple of the ladies in the network did that when they were first coming in, and I thought that was so neat. Uh, so as far as uh, the dietary changes, I know that both of you eat very healthy. So it, uh, at what point then uh, did you both? each begin to, uh, you know, consume more towards, uh, do you both eat vegan right now? And maybe, Oksana, you can start first. Good question. Um, It's funny, though, for me, because I've always been, to a certain extent, healthy eating-wise, but I wasn't always nice to my body. Uh, always critical, et cetera, et cetera. And just, you know, as a dancer and um, <laughs> as a Russian dancer, <laughs> should I add any more to that? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and then when I turned 33, I believe, good number, I like that one, um, I always say Jesus number. I'm Jesus age. <laughs> Um, which was, gosh, almost almost 10 years ago, like eight years ago. Um, um, I had, um, I was, I guess, diagnosed by doctors that I had uh, fibroids in uh, my uterus. And actually, I'm sorry, just one, just one. And also I had a tore um, liberal, liberal tear in both of my hips. So, so I was facing with all of this, and um, after I did do actually surgery on my fibroid, it's successful and everything is fine. It's been already almost ten years, and I'm doing well. Um, uh, I did not do surgery on my hips, and at that point, um, even though I've eaten somewhat healthy, you know, I was under a very normal excessive level of stress as typical American nowadays, um, which we consider to be slightly normal, right, and healthy, um, mm-hmm. I decided I fully have to look into my body and look into what I eat and how I eat and why I'm having these issues. So at that point, I actually connected with a Korean practice, and I started, I thought I'm going to just address my hips and start healing them naturally. I completely changed my uh, diet fully when after I did the surgery on fibroid because I knew the hormones, all the crap that we eat from meat. At that time, I still ate meat. 
um, uh, that has extra hormones. And also, uh, for a long time, I was taking birth control pills. Uh, nowadays, to all young younger girls, I recommend not to go that way. But so all the hormonal level that I've been taking that came from foods and all the perhaps soy and whatever else I ate uh, contributed to that. And I do believe that. And, of course, uh, stress as well. And at that time, I decided it's time to change uh, fully what I eat and how I eat. And I stopped eating uh, soy, wheat, uh, chemicals, um, tried to stay with organic, started, uh, started doing all the you know, necessary supplements uh, for myself. And I also started addressing my emotions and my body at that time, like full-blown. And I realized, wow, because before that, I was doing all this spiritual work, and I realized I was kind of doing spiritual bypassing um, and doing, you know, extreme level of meditation and just, you know, everything. And um, mm-hmm. But I didn't address my, yeah, I didn't address my lower part, my, you know, my lower chakras, I guess. My body and emotions were still, you know, there attached to plenty of things. Mm-hmm. And that's when I uh, started to understand the complexity of our system, the complete mind, body, and heart system, emotions, and how it works and how it all interwines and uh, and how it's important to understand the balance of it all. And uh, that's where the hardcore, you know, night of the soul began, the... Um, the uh, healthy diet, the uh, detachment and surrendering, the um, healthy way of talking to my body and what I do and how I approach it started. Um, So, yeah, I went into, like, this massive... um, And everything was massive, I guess... uh, I guess awakening to my own body in a different way. But my challenge during that time was I was doing all of this, but I still had to go to the office and, you know, pretend everything is fine and do this huge level of work that I've always, for some reason, been connected to. Stephanie knows that. I don't know why. Um, Uh And I... Yeah, and I believe that's why I got to the point of dropping everything, moving to the beach and living at the beach for a year um, where I can really go through my full rebirth um, into my new way of being, living in my own body. Um, So that's my little story, Cindy. Oh, (laughs) yes, wonderful. (laughs) Yes, very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you. And then Stephanie, when uh, did you begin? So you're you're 23 years old, or maybe a little. We're a little bit ahead of that that point right now. Are are you still wearing heels? Started yeah, I'm the still wearing heels. I didn't lose the heels until 2010. 
And we're not saying yeah, there's anything a, wrong with heels. Just we're just referencing a point in there. <laughs> well, you know, actually the heels. heels were like heels were a big thing for me because they were such a huge part of my existence. I um mm-hmm. I I really my my appearance at that point in my life was everything because what people saw on the outside for me was so important. And that goes mm-hmm. back to my grandparents, but that's like getting off of the vegan subject. So, okay. So I'm not a hundred percent vegan because I do eat honey. Um, and then occasionally I'll eat a pastry and it might have some eggs or milk in it. I don't know. I just pretend like it doesn't have that in there as I'm eating it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so mine started like after, my mom died, right? So I'm like, oh my gosh, huge catalyst. My mom died, of course, like a huge for anyone. But for me, I was like, how do I not get ovarian cancer? That on top of what is the meaning of life, right? So all of this at the same time. So I was like so messed up in my head. But one of the things that I did start focusing on was the skincare. So I started mixing together different butters and oils and everything that was natural. I wouldn't put anything in there, preservatives or anything like that. If it wasn't good for your body, if you couldn't put it in your mouth, I probably didn't have it in my products. So that's kind of where it started was on the outside, right? So everything for me at that point in the beginning was on the outside, outward appearance, outward, what are you doing from the outside into your body? Then I'm like, dude, I'm like totally missing it, right? Like I started this whole skincare company. It's great. I make like body butters and soaps and bath salts and all these wonderful things. But like I need to start focusing on the inside, right? So then, and mind you, this whole time I'm working at Interstate while I'm like making all these things and um, handling orders and doing craft fairs and talking to all these people and trying to educate them on skincare and why it's so important and why you need to read your labels and blah, blah, blah. And um, then I was like, dude, it's about what you put inside, too. Oh, my gosh, you are what you eat. Like, and I was <laughs> like, wow, like it was like this huge epiphany, right? Like, oh, my yeah. gosh, it was just so stupid because it totally makes sense. And they totally tell you this while telling you all these other bad things at the same time. And so I say, like, everything that you hear is laced with some truth. So if you can get down to the truth, you're good. But anyways, so I started looking at a nutrition. So I, of course me, like when I like something, I'm like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to do it hundred percent. I put all my money, effort, time into it. Right. So I took all these courses on nutrition. I even formulated my own detox program. It was a nine, um, um, it was like a, five month program mm. in um, nine, like nine week intervals. And I literally took you through the process step by step. We had weekly one hour update calls where I talked to you about different things from like, how does your intestines really work? Like your digestive system, what does it do? What's the purpose? Like literally like retraining people to understand their body, listen to it and just get back to real food. And, but to do it safely, because you know, Cindy, you can't detox quickly. You have to do it over a period of time and you have to do it safely because otherwise you can like really make yourself sick. Mm -hmm. And they're done there. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that. Yeah. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, but then I, I was kind of cocky. Um, I was kind of at a place where I had a lot of money because I had interstate. I had the extra income from the side businesses that I was doing. I always had some kind of side business. I even think in there, like, I was making hair bows and making jewelry, too. I think it's nuts. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, I can't just do one thing. I'm like, I need something to do. Wait, wait, let's but, talk about the bows. Let's talk about the bows. <laughs> dude, they were so cute. I used to make, like, cheerleader bows and bows for little girls. And I would Aww. take special orders. It was so much fun. She <laughs> was so adorable. Like, I remember her, like, making those little bows. And, like, you cannot, like, not smile when you see them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, then, and, and seriously, like, in my house, like, like I had a five-bedroom house, right? So in the bedrooms downstairs and, like, the whole, like, utility room, which was huge, like, I had in one section, I had my body butter, shea butter stuff. And if you open the cabinet, I literally looked like a witch because I had all these different herbs and spices and all these essential oils. It was awesome. And then in the other room, I had like all my bow stuff, all my packaging stuff, because of course I had to gift package all of the wonderful products that I was making, right? And then I had my jewelry making supplies as well. It was crazy. All going on at once. And you wonder why... (laughs) I can't seem to focus you on any one thing. Yes, yes. Well, but that's okay. Well, it There's it interesting. You know, it is. It is all it an extension of one, correct? It, if, of one creative yeah. drive, of one creative passion, and and you know, some of us like that extra stimulus of you know new stuff like that. So wonderful. Yeah, and it's so definitely all about you, experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. well, so then, um, now I, I don't do the detox program anymore. Um, I got laid off of interstate in, uh, 2015, January, 2015 was my last day. And like I said, it was almost 12 years. I was there. It was crazy, but, um, <clears throat> it was a huge closing of a chapter because after I got laid off, um, that year, later on that year, I moved to California. Um, me and Kai's father were not together at that point. So I was like, you know what? I am not letting anything hold me back from my dreams and what I want to do with my life. So I moved to California, um, totally unprepared. I literally like got rid of everything in a five bedroom house and I packed what I could and I gave some stuff to some friends and family to hold on to. They're still holding it. We'll see what happens when I get back to get it. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm going to California. And our goal was just to come here and stay for a few months. And then I was going to move in with my cousin, Kristen, um, that lived in Southern Virginia. And two weeks after we got here, I got a call that Kristen had been killed in a horrible car accident. So that changed everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Total, like, it's just crazy because it's one thing after another. That, that sure, um, yeah. And then after that, um, um, I went back to Virginia, spent a lot of money because I had savings because I had severance and savings, and I had money from another car accident that I was on two people like to hit me. That or that's the universe's way of saying, wake up, Stephanie. 
Um, but luckily I got a settlement with it. <laughs> um, so that's what we kind of like used um, while we were here. I was lucky enough to stay home with Kai um, for his first three years. Um, but the last year had been like really, really tough. And getting back to the nutrition, I wasn't doing so well with food. Like some days, like it was like going to the dollar store for food and that's like the only food you can get. And like you might be lucky if you can find some organic chip in there, but you're not finding anything organic good for you. Um, sure. So we were eating pretty bad. And it's so funny because we were eating so pristine. Like I can't tell you there was nothing bad that we put in us because I was making everything pretty much from scratch. Um anything that we ate, like I cooked it because I wanted to know. I went to the farmer's market. We had um, a co-op that we were a part of that delivered us fresh local um, fruits and vegetables every week. Mm. So we were doing everything healthy, vegan, organic. Um, And literally like the past year, I've seen such a huge difference in our health. But then also, like, not even just, like, of course, like, your body shape changes for sure. But, like, it's definitely, like, you can tell, like, in your tendons or joints. And just now, since I just got a new job, like, we're starting to get back into eating well. And it's funny because when I first started eating really well, I had to be careful because just by eating really well for a few Mm. days, I started feeling really heavy detox symptoms. Mm, so mm-hmm. I had to like cut back and I was like, well, I'm going to definitely have to eat a piece of cake, which is so bad. And I'm working on detoxing. But one of the main reasons that I haven't detoxed to this point is because I've breastfed for the past three years. And Kai is just now weaning. Oksana, I had to tell you that. He is weaning oh, wow. and he is going to stop and I'm going to get my body back. Oh, yeah. Yay. Happy transition there. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, But definitely nutrition is so huge and key and important. And like mm. I said, like I totally know firsthand like what it does. And it's funny because we're eating well again and I'm already starting to see transformations. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And, and, And you can notice it you know, three, four days uh, on a bad diet, you know, like I've kind of yo-yoed a little bit. And so I'll Mm -hmm. go real good. And then I'll go back in maybe, you know, and cheat for about three days. And if I'm having those uh, lesser grains, oh, for for, and three days later, I either have a a mucusy headache or my Mm -hmm. joints are sore. There's kind of extra fluids. It is very dramatic. And mostly, again, because our food is so adulterated. Yes. Well, congratulations on that. It's a food like substance. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It is chemical flavorings and, you know, artificial Mm -hmm. substances for fillers is, and, and way, way, way too much. Okay. Well, ladies, um, I'm going to take a quick commercial break here. And then uh, what we'll do is uh, when we come back, we'll start with where you two are right now in your career directions, what you moved back into, and then uh, begin talking about uh, Feminine Frequency Radio Network and where it's all going. Okay? Sounds great. Here we go. We'll be back in a, you know, we got about just under three minutes here, and we'll be back. Okay. 
Feminine Frequency Radio Network hosts shows seven days a week. Call in to listen live 929-477-1183 and dial 1 to connect to the studio to ask a question. Or listen online via blogtalkradio.com backslash Feminine Frequency Radio Network. Organic Frequency Radio Show is one and a half hour live chat with Stephanie and Oksana and their lovely guests about the nature of existence and holistic way of living here and now and perhaps even after. Join us every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Call-in number to listen live is 929-477-1183. And to ask a question, press 1 to connect to the studio. Our guests share their stories and walking path of their healing along with services that they have developed and packaged for the rest of the world to experience and benefit from. We're here to hold a space for an exchange of experiences for the purpose of evolvement and expansion of consciousness. Hello and welcome. You are now entering the corridors of Twilight Epiphany Talk Radio with your host, Cindy Magnuson, premiering Thursday evening. 7 to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on Feminine Frequency Radio Network, you are invited on a talk radio journey to the center of self. Join us as Cindy guides you, the listeners, in sensory and perception upgrades where revelations and golden epiphanies pierce the veils of illusion. Don't miss this opportunity for your next dose of Twilight Epiphany. Okay, hello and welcome back. And we are continuing our show tonight with Stephanie and Oksana, the founders of Feminine Frequency Radio Network. And we are just about to go into uh, where Stephanie and Oksana currently are at and their creation of putting together Feminine Frequency Radio Network. So, um, Oksana, let's begin with you. Now, you have uh, also gone back into the workforce. So, you uh, only recently, was it, uh, let's see, maybe within the last uh, four, four and a half months or so, have just uh, gone back into uh, a position with uh, in hospitality so can you tell us about that uh yes five months ago but to speak about that i have to take us a little bit back um maybe about two years back um and just kind of give you overall what has been happening to me up to now um is the past two years as you can be probably most likely very much aware has been um, quite an interesting years. For some, it's more. For some, it's maybe just a year or even less. For me, predominantly, it's been two years of this, what the heck am I doing? What the heck am I doing? <laughs> and mm-hmm. 
I literally about a year ago quit two jobs in a, a matter of six months apart. I simply couldn't continue to do what I did, and I did about 16 years, uh, 17 now, 16, of uh, the work that I do now still, but I've been doing, you know, in hospitality for the past 16 years, and I got to the point where any level, even physically, emotionally, mentally, I simply couldn't do it anymore. I, uh, and I realized because I was going through this period of this heavy detachment, heavy uh, surrendering detachment from whatever wasn't right anymore energetically for me. Um, so, and I quit two jobs in six months. Um, well, actually, let me back it up. I uh, quit a job in uh, D.C. area, uh, uh, I don't know how many, probably two years ago now, wow. And I was very, you know, clear about what I want to do next. I knew I have this desire in me to create this wellness package. I don't know why, but everything around me and within me was saying this is the right thing to do. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I realized, okay, somehow I have to do this. So I, I hired this business consultant, not a cheap one, and every week we would be working on my business setup, online business setup, and creating my brand creating all of, you know, logos, everything that comes with that, and establish it online. So I started doing that when I still worked full-time in Washington, D.C. Then I realized I cannot continue the job in Washington for a number of reasons, and I want to move to the beach, to Los Angeles. And it, of course, helped because Stephanie already was there. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> See how it also happened? <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so, and I just, you know, I found another position in Los Angeles that I thought I would be with for whatever time um, while I'm, you know, to be on my own and to run my own business and to uh, finish up and establish this package that. I've been working on slowly throughout this couple of years, but the actual, uh, you know, doing the videotaping and preparing the package uh, physically, I haven't started until I moved to Los Angeles. Um, and when I, um, so I guess I've been hit from a number of points and the way I was hit, because I will take you to the moment now, but throughout this process that I've gone through, moving to LA, then moving back here to New York now, is I was told by um, uh, someone I did a report with that my lineage from life, life before was about uh, fear to lose money. And she said to me, uh, and of course, I've always held this obligation to have available support to my family, whether they believe that or not, but I believe that, that I always, I have to be the one who's responsible to pick it up. If anything happens, I'm the one financially 
supporting my family. Um, and on top of that, you know, um, I have to still continue um, living my life and uh, living it the way I need to live it or the way I feel like I need to live it. Um, mm-hmm. So, and what I understood looking back is, um, well, actually, she said, you know, when you face that fear, everything will be fine. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, fine. But, like, how, you know, how do I do this? Like, okay, fine, I will work on this. Yeah. <laughs> you never yeah. know how it will happen, right? Because yeah. you can never prepare to, to, to face something when it's not happening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know how it's going to happen. So at first I started addressing that kind of thought pattern and working through it, but then I've got hit with situations where I lost money and lost money the way where I felt like I was wearing pink glasses. Like I was under hypnosis some sort uh, where like a year or two ago I wouldn't make those kind of decisions. Why did I make them this time? So mm-hmm. when I went through a number of experiences where I lost a huge amount of money for nothing, literally mm. nothing. Mm-hmm. One situation, it was stolen one. Another one, I was manipulated. So it was just very bizarre. Um, and then now I understand why it was happening, I guess. <laughs> and I sure. had to surrender. You know, I had to surrender to those situations, not run after them, but surrender and surrender. So that's just filler between my stories. Um, and I moved to LA, and I, um, after a short time, about three months, I realized um, the position I moved there for was not the right one. And also, the, yeah, it was just not the right one, and it didn't feel right, and it was another position where I had to work endless hours. And I lived like a block, four blocks from the beach. The the position was like four, also three, four blocks from the beach. And I was stuck in the office. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't feel right. It just did not feel right to be on the beach, working in the office till, you know, 9 p.m. every day and um, not again having enough time to work on my wellness package. So I quit. I quit that job and without even prepping financially, prepping, uh, you know, wherever I was with my business uh, consultants, um, I just picked up from that point and started working on my package and became, um, you know, business owner. And just like Stephanie mentioned, throughout that past year, I faced so many situations where life literally forced me to surrender. I knew, I consciously knew that's what I was doing, but it was still so challenging mm-hmm. because um, for the first time in my life, there were moments where I absolutely did not know what to, what to, what will be tomorrow. Will I have a home to live? Will I have money to eat uh, with, you know, to buy food with? Um, and I've met a couple of people where I got so manipulated into believing that they're one way, but there were another way. 
even even those that pretend or claim to be spiritual and it's not even um and I think my point to this is because we don't know what life has for us, how things will turn out for us, because those people were there for a reason. I attracted them for a reason. So they will push me this past year to really get to the point where I'm now internally and physically. Uh, if it was maybe easier, maybe it would take me even longer. I don't know. But it was mm. so harsh and so fast in this past year, uh, facing number of like drastically crazy situations where it was this um, huge shock to my system, and my system was completely revamping itself with the energy waves that we've experienced and with my personal circumstances. I got hit on emotional level and on like bodily level as well. So it was complete this complete surrender and transformation of my system and how I um, even present myself to the world and really connecting so deep on a, um, with my intuition and really realizing that I am the only one who knows about me the most um, and I should be trusting more and more that voice that we have mm-hmm. so, and here I am um, running this program and trying all kinds of ways to advertise it online and it's just not fully going anywhere Everything is prepared and everything seems fine, but like different ways, uh, and Stephanie even was part of it as well, we've tried to advertise it and reach out to even investors and nothing was just making it flower the way I expected or the way I thought it would go. (laughs) Sure. Maybe I, you know, expected it more too. And then at the like I think December of last year, um, I encountered a potential investor from Egypt. And you, Cindy, and I, Cindy, you and I, we had a session where you spoke to me of your um, dream that you had, and it was about um, that. You're working with a person, and he pretends to be one way, but then he's not. And that's exactly what I've encountered. I've uh, um, been placed in a position to deliver one story, Mm. but then at the end, it's completely a different story unfolded. Mm -hmm. And that situation really put me into the energy of being suicidal for a very short term Um, and when I crossed that path and started releasing that energy more and more and more I um, was really forced to connect to myself and really understand how I was internally, how I was 
um, showing myself to others. So how do they see that version of me? You know, really restudied myself. And um, also I understood that how important it is to be balanced because when we are balanced energetically, we don't have those opening portals that um, allow other darker, heavy energies to connect to us because I was literally, you know, attacked by a very uh, dark, troubled energy for their own um, success, I guess, or... Mm. Um, you know, whereas I was in a place of a need. So life pretty much positioned me in a place where I had to lose everything, physically, emotionally, you know, completely, completely full surrendering to life, um, to to now. And um, it was very amazing experience very humbling, very amazing. I saw huge, full spectrum of life where, um, you know, like Stephanie mentioned, at one point I had fine life, and here I am at the point where I might not have food tomorrow. So, and because of amazing, like, friends, including Stephanie, I was able to make one step and life supported me. Then I took another step and life supported me, and then the next, and the next, and the next. And um, that's when I fully realized the difference between want and need. And mm-hmm. what they say is life will always give you what you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I literally experienced yeah. this. I moved, yeah. I moved, to, <laughs> I moved yeah. to New York City with like, what, 60, 90 bucks in my pocket? <laughs> oh. I moved to like one of the most expensive cities <laughs> with not even 100 bucks in my pocket. And as I started, you know, stepping one step at a time, it supported me, supported me, and supported me. And um, so... So, okay, going back to Los Angeles. So when I um, got to the point of realizing I have to make a decision, um, do I continue uh, running my business and perhaps doing a couple of projects here and there, maybe even hospitality projects, or perhaps um, taking a break because the past year showed that it was mainly about me. me, um, you know, releasing everything that was now not needed, giving myself rebirth, addressing my um, demons, I guess, last of my wounds, detaching and surrendering and healing and developing the pro- the, the program opposed to actually uh, making it happen fully, like I thought. Um sure. You know, and mm-hmm. after that, yeah, I um, had to move back to D.C. And I stayed with a um, dear friend of mine who helped me out for a short term. And then this position um, appeared 
And when I looked into the company, the the group that I'm working with, they're out of Amsterdam, um, I realized and I felt their energy. They are an amazing group that um, they're a hotel brand and they build hotels throughout the world. And I'm in charge of um, their projects in U.S., um, they just fit me. They, they're entrepreneurs, they're freedom lovers, they're, um, they know what they're doing, and they, uh, like they're, they're a warm group. And that's one prerequisite I had on my list if I were to go back to this stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they, uh, they did... Um, they matched what I needed, I guess, at, at this point. So, and that's where I'm at. I re, re, reconnected with what I did before. Um, but I also believe that whatever we do in life, it still contributes. So nothing is lost. And um, I see myself um, picking my stuff up with time, I believe, Um Right now, I'm not doing anything with the package, but um, I definitely will be taking this uh, further in the future. And yeah. I have even more more vision for what I want to do with this, even more than what I had in the past. So I will continue this for sure. But for right now, um, I am working on me right now. Now I think it's me time uh, in regard to personal life, I think. I think I'm more interested to create my relationships that are meaningful, uh, not just for the sake of um, continuing my energetic work, energy work, spiritual work, but also just personal, just simply enjoying life and being healthy and being, you know, actually, I guess, that model that we're talking about, being that healthy new version of me, Um and um, I think, yeah, I think I owe that to myself, for sure. That's where I'm at. Yes, that's a great victory story. Yes, the, <laughs> the breakdown and then the rebuild. Congratulations yes. on that. I'm happy for Thank you. you. Very Enjoy happy. You. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are welcome. And then Miss Stephanie. So you also have returned back to the workforce. And how are you doing? Yes. Because um, Stephanie, by the way, is the person that um, I would call up several times and text in a hurry. And this happened on the show. Help. What does this mean? <laughs> there is a lot to learn about radio and the interesting things that can happen. And um, so I, uh, I, I was, uh, speaking to Stephanie a little bit more. And then Stephanie has been very busy, but luckily I've been able to answer a lot of my own questions lately. I'm getting my big girl radio shoes on now. You, you know, are I'm doing so well, Miss Cindy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but um, so how are you doing? And um, you know, how, how are you adjusting? And what is, where are you yeah, at? Well, it's, 
It's really interesting because I'm not just going kind of back into the workforce. I'm going back into the adult world, right? So Mm -hmm. I've been doing toddler things, well, or baby things for the past, like, I don't know, three and a half years. And I'm not quite three and a half, but almost three and a half years. And it's, um, it's really interesting because before that, I was in kind of a hermit phase already where I was only working from the office like maybe once a week. So the rest of the time I was at home. So I was always home um, probably since about 2000. You know what? No, I'm going to say like my whole life. I was really a homebody my whole life. But this time I was really in hermit mode where I really didn't go out and I really didn't do anything except for my craft fairs and then work when I had to. Um, and then having Kai, that kind of further like secluded me to home because, dude, it's just easier if you're home because you have everything you need. If he like poops on himself, if he needs his juice box, if like you know what I mean, like whatever he mm-hmm. needs, it's at home. Yeah, it's easier to be home. And you know what? I didn't have to take a shower every day. It was great. Um, I would be in yoga pants. Um, so literally like it's a huge transition into like reality. So luckily, um, it's just a temporary position. I'm actually covering for someone that's out on maternity leave. So I got to spend some time with her and impart some of my natural birthing knowledge on her. So I'm hoping it's helping her out. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and Mm. then, um, it's just, it's a really nice, easy transition back into the workforce. And it's kind of funny because I'm glad that it's a temporary position because I have commitment issues and I feel like by June when the um, contract is up, I'm going to feel like taking a month off to go do some stuff. So I don't know exactly how that's going to happen yet, but magic has been happening. I'm so glad um, Oksana had mentioned kind of just how things happen and you don't expect it, but life just provides um, because magic had just been happening like left and right. Um, Where I was staying, um, we got a notice that we had to be out like in two weeks because we were kind of subleasing from someone else and they had to leave. Um, So we were like, I was like, I don't know where we're going to go. I was like, so I found a place um, that I could store my stuff at a friend's house. And I was like, guys, we might be sleeping in the car for a little while. I'm not really sure. Like, but we have each other. So it's cool. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. It'll be like an adventure, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was totally gearing up for like this adventure of like, I, I don't know, like almost continuing like, down the hole or something but um that wasn't my time for that I think I had experienced enough and like I had mentioned before yes um I was very cocky about the nutrition and the wellness and it's very easy when you have lots of income um to make sure that you stay on top of those things now not that it's impossible to do it with a little bit of income there are ways um, to be healthier, but it's really easy when you can just walk into Whole Foods and like spend four hundred dollars on a shopping trip, like nothing, you know. Get all those sure. special like superfoods, like shilajit and spirulina and moringa mm-hmm. and like all those 
awesome things, the reishi mushrooms, all that. Sure. So I think that I had to have that experience of getting to that place so I could do, like it said in my bio, like I had to be able to relate to people again because I feel like I had spent so much time being spiritual and being so such a good little kind of vegan that like I had I had so much ego about it and I had to be knocked on my face and like look like people are really going through things and like like if you have to worry about like putting something on the table or putting gas in your car to get to work or like having to um um having to like buy some form of like I don't want to say medicine but like herbal medicine or something you know what I mean and it's like oh my gosh yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do like do and then especially with Kai it was difficult because getting a job it's kind of pointless to have a job if you're spending I mean I'm spending $200 a week on daycare you know so if I'm only making like $300 a week is it really worth it once they take out taxes so yeah. um, it was a very 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 like um, awakening situation for me. Like I had to wake up to like, there are people out there going through stuff. So you can't just be like, we'll find them. Don't take my advice and get cancer. You know, like hey. then and not that I would say it exactly like that, but like, I'm sure that's probably how it came out to some people. So sure. I'm very glad that I had this experience. It was tough. And I don't wish it on anybody, but I'm grateful that I had it because I had forgotten what it was like to just be a normal person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just cause there's, there's, I mean, people are not necessarily bad just because they go out and eat a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're terrible. How could you kill that animal? You know, it's such a low vibration. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, it was so, it was so bad, but so anyways, so, now that I'm, um, I've had that experience and I'm getting back into the real world, I'm much more like realistic and like able to talk to people, like I think on a better level, I don't know, which is, that sounds right. But like talk to people, like, I don't know, like from, from a different place and not from a place of like, you could do so much better. Cause yeah. I'm really, really tough on yeah. everyone, like <laughs> especially myself, but really tough on everyone. So now I'm like, Dude, you're doing the best you can, but you know what? If you try this, this, Aww. and this, it might help. But if you don't do it, it's cool. <laughs> uh, that's this is wonderful news. I I remember you know doing some um you know work with you, and we were opening you know working on opening that door, um, where you would you would be around people who you would have that comfortable conversation with that you could be yourself mm-hmm. and it would be flowing and here you are in it. You were already helping, you know, the lady that you, that you were, um, you know, replacing for this time mm-hmm. um, with, with birth information. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, Aww, that's it was very just, sweet. It's just so in- interesting how synchronicity works and everything kind of falls into place. And now, like, Oksana, like, I live in a really nice area, and it's super comfortable, and me and the boys are so happy, and we're kind of reestablishing Aww. a foundation, and it's just, it's it's beautiful. 
Oh, yay, ladies. Oh, that's awesome from both of you. I'm so happy. <laughs> Yippee. That, I, I'm, um, I'm just beaming on the inside. So that's, that's wonderful. Congratulations. And then, um, so you're together now with the Feminine Frequency Radio Network. And this uh, had its official launch back in, uh, well, we, you launched it officially on Lionsgate on August of last year. And so yeah. we are approaching what about our, um, you know, six, seven month run here going, just pro- approaching seven months. And mm-hmm. uh, so you two, um, can, you know, I'm I'm familiar, of course, with your your visions and your reasons for bringing it together, and I'm sure that the having done so many radio shows already, um, you know, for the audience, we we were talking a little bit before the show here, and um, being still just about seven months in for me here, I am a talker and I do love to communicate, so this gig just gave me that extra reason to reach out and um, ask some very interesting people uh, to be on the show. And, and I can't, couldn't even say that it's possible that there is a favorite show, but there is something favorite and wonderful about every show that I've done that just brought me to some new level of self. Uh, you know, the, the show Every show always brings in something new. Um, tonight, tonight brought me so many joyful moments to hear about you two ladies um, talking about, you know, what came to mind, first of all, that was important uh, events that influenced you, you know, in, in your lives earlier. It was so much fun. So um, you have gathered all of that with what you have been working with in all of the guests that and your own development, your own enlightenment process and coming to here. So what is your um, reasons for uh, the bringing this together and starting this network? How did that come about? Maybe Oksana? Yeah. yeah, I could mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to take it a little bit more personal and then talk more um, what, how we actually got to, to, to this. I have always, as a kid and even as an adult, um, always couldn't connect and couldn't really feel that belonging here. Um, I've always questioned when I was little, you know, I love my parents, but I don't know if they're my parents. Like, I always kind of question. I'm like, why do I have them yeah. as a parent? So I never really felt that warmth, like, within me toward my life in general until, you know, when I started realizing what everything is and why I didn't feel like that. So I never felt some sort of belonging to anybody. And... And actually, this this point came to me when you were talking, Cindy, to take me to answer the question about network frequency, feminine frequency, because 
um, it's a connection, right? And for me, like when we, Stephanie and I, we were in Los Angeles, we realized that things are changing and we would love this, uh, you know, support, this, this um, network that supports each other um, any given moment. You know, and um, the feminine frequency radio, I believe, is important because one, it does focus on feminine energy, which is needed on this earth, on this planet. Uh, we are balancing out ourselves here, so we need to be balanced between feminine and masculine energies. So this network is niche towards feminine energy because of that. It's not just for women, but it's feminine energy that is residing within each of us, including men. Um, and the need for women to connect and really be on the same page with each other. And just like you Cindy said in the beginning of the show, just three of us are on three different time zones. Just three of us on three different time zones. And we have hosts right now from different countries. Mm -hmm. So I am excited that we're connecting energetically throughout this planet. And we're talking and sharing our stories and supporting each other and um, evolving and expanding. So for me, this expansion is very important because I never felt belonging to anyone throughout typically any of my kind of even relationships or, you know, family-wise until maybe just a number of years ago. Um, so for me, having this network, it's on a personal level, it makes me feel amazing. And on a mass level, it's very important energetically. And Stephanie and I would just I don't know. It was like a bulb in our in our head. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The well, Shirley Hour <laughs> got I together, <laughs> and 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 it lit up again. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we started. Yeah, we started with um, body and soul awareness uh, radio for about two years. Then we transitioned to another platform uh, and then under organic frequency radio. And then we realized, why not expand it? Why not connect to um, those that are on the same understanding level of where we want to go, you know, where as, as, as beings, not just this life, but what's beyond? How do we how do we want to approach that? How do we um, we evolve? But how do we ascend on a mass level if we don't connect? If we don't um, put our puzzle together? Because each of us, in, in my view, we're like um, pieces of puzzle. You know, we we connect and then we contribute to each other's evolvement and growth and. And it's so important to have tribes because you can't, you know, you can't do everything. You can't be everything. I mean, you are everything. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. That to to feel each of our 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 piece of the puzzle and and fit in where we belong and yes and yeah 
That is very important. And then share, mm-hmm. you know, what, what we each have and to just, you know, have those types of relationships that share. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. so wonderful. Yeah. So the light bulb went off. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to add, Oksana, you're doing a great job. But I just wanted to add to the masculine feminine aspect of it because I have two boys. So I saw how important it was that females heal because we have the wombs that everyone comes through, um, males or females. So it was so important that the womb is healed so we can have children that are coming through that are not the challenges that we've all dealt with, all of the um, the lineage issues and um, DNA memory from your ancestral lines and all those things. So that's why I think that it's such an important thing to focus on the females is because everyone comes through the females and generally the females raise the children. So if we are raising them in a conscious manner, then they can know how to consciously co-create. Well, not know. They can not forget as much how to consciously co-create. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I fully agree with you, Stephanie. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, def- yeah. definitely very important, and an and an emphasis and a a, a bit of work to do to um, maintain to maintain that message. Yes, it's a very mixed world right now, and um, sort of rapidly changing every day. There's seems to be something new on the horizon all the time. And, um, you know, we have this greatness on one side and we kind of have a little bit of insanity on the other side. So to step, step in between those two lines is, uh, you know, maybe that, that, that core that we need to stay together, you know, to help each other to walk that fine line, you know, while, while it's a little bit um, transitioning, definitely the world's in a transition. And still remember that all of the not good stuff is a catalyst for us to want to change that much more, for us to want to do that much better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not even necessarily look at it as a bad or good thing, because I don't think anything's mm-hmm. bad or good. I think everything just kind of is. Yeah, and to stay stronger during it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, like really like like it's so crazy because I keep on getting flashes in my mind and I hate using this because it's such like a popular like like symbol or whatever but Wonder Woman dude like I totally feel like <laughs> yeah. the Amazon women are coming back together and we're going to get stuff done because it's time it's time for us to reclaim our power within ourselves but also together because we're so strong mm-hmm. together Yes, to, yeah. and we we know how important that unity is right now. It has it has to be a cohesive force on some level. There, I you know, with the shows, I'm always trying to emphasize there is something to be unified about, even even amongst our differing opinions on mm-hmm. and belief systems. There's still something, some core in there to be unified about, and that has to be the majority of the focus and then kind of like just work through, you know, what, what, what Mm -hmm. the differing belief systems are. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also just to add, we would love this um, because we had also in mind 
for this network to expand as it grows. Uh, and we are curious to um, even take it as far as connecting physically and start doing uh, events and take, you know. And ultimately do something <laughs> like Woodstock. Oh, I want to do something like Woodstock. I do. Okay, we'll so find, there'll be like we'll last draw, last hardcore drug. <laughs> we'll find our own Osho. Put him in the middle. Yes. <laughs> you kumbaya around him. I'm kidding. I well, uh, okay. I'm I'm in, uh, and it, that that happens to be that that happens to be the second like. Uh, healthy Woodstock event that I've been invited to also. So as you know, I, I am, um, not only do I service in my business here, but I also um, moved some of my services into a gentleman's uh, business who is up the street and he's holding a summer Woodstock type situation. Just that, that same when I'm sure it's in, it's, you know, in that same uh, area level of what you're looking at. So I'm in. <laughs> I'll go oh, to them all. Fine. Anyone out there who wants to invite <laughs> me, um, I'm there. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, you were just, you were talking earlier about, um, you know, as I was talking about that, I didn't envision at that time, that time when you asked me about being on the radio show, but, when I, when I did have my, my first awakening experiences, I had wanted to initially hold big healing festivals. So I would always envision myself being on the stage and having different groups of people representing their different cultural levels and um, it, the songs, their type of dance that they do and bringing unity into that. In fact, there is some big event that happens in another country on a yearly basis that does this already. But, and I would be up there and doing, um, prepping everyone with like emotional freedom technique, understandings, you know, where I'm talking and moving everyone into a more balanced state sort of. And, um, and I was even planning who was going to be like the MC with me there and then how it was going to be set up in sacred geometry. <laughs> so um, I've always, I've always enjoyed this space um, and have definitely needed to free my voice up more. This was an enormous experience for me to be speaking out loud in especially some of the areas that I am speaking about and some of the guests that I've had. So it's been um, a little bit of um, a breakdown myself and, uh, you know, feeling very heavy with being able to, it's almost like that, as you said, you know, Oksana, when you were talking about you had to go through those places where, it's basically old fears from the past and the situations are mimicking the same energies, but it's within there in the breakdown, the dark night of the soul and the same thing, Stephanie, you said, you know, when you were at home and going through that, having to look at, you know, not having something and getting that understanding for it and breaking out of those old false concepts of self. And in that time, then rising out of that, but the breakdown is challenging. So I actually also, through doing the shows here, am still in the end of that process of, you know, breaking out and coming out of that uh, 
that fear of speaking out and expressing myself in and in, in a larger venue area. So definitely, I think then we were meant to join up again because our visions are all united. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, you just, yeah. you, you uh, let go of the control, allow life to kind of guide you through your own intuition and it takes you where you need to be. It's It's amazing how everything starts connecting. Yeah. And letting it flow, yes, absolutely. Well, um, we are, hold on, let me bring Stephanie back on here. She dropped a little bit. Hello, Stephanie, back again. I'm back. Um, Beauty of Live Radio. Yes, I did did want to, um, you know, just talk a little bit, you know, I think um, maybe the audience in a show would be interesting on talking about, you know, some of the things that you experience with live radio and the moments, you know, like here I am a, a couple days, well, last week, I have Santos Bonacci on my show. He's a legend. He's like mm. someone that is like, you know, as close to God's status as you can get here to be, you know, and I'm listening to someone <laughs> talk. And mm. in the middle of the show, the winds are so bad here, it knocks out my internet and throws me off the show. I'm just sitting here looking at the panels, trying ways to get back on. And I, I think maybe I should have tried one thing, but I didn't, um, you know, pull up the little box, make it big again where you direct link in and then redial. But then I didn't know if it was going to keep recording. But somehow, I think I had had a premonition about it a little bit. So I was kind of like prepared with the thought for Doom. But all I mean, the show just cut out after an hour. That was it. And I'm like, this didn't just happen. <laughs> you know? But uh, Santos then got on, I sent him a message and he got on the show with me. And um you know, did another hour and a half with me. So we had a really beautiful long show. But um, the moment radio is because it's live, you know, it's, it's um, interesting and exciting. And uh, it's, you know, been an incredible experience. And I would like the listeners to um, understand um, you know, how wonderful it is to support something like this. Like, you know, a lot of times, and I just want to say, you know, like when you have a podcast, sometimes you almost feel like you have to be watching it, you know, and mm. a lot of times I find it, I, I will do that. But if it's, I'm trying to do something else and I'm a, I'm a multitasker, not, not that I'm like super efficient, but I'm a multitasker and that if I am doing the dishes, I used to zen, zen it out, but now I want my laptop there and I want to be listening to something, you know, while I'm doing the dishes. And uh, so when I'm, I'm doing that, but I'm looking then, you know, and I'm watching, watching. So radio has this way of the communications a little bit different because we have to gear the communication into this different kind of a flow so that it's all systematic and it's, you don't have to have visuals to know, you know, to um, convey a message. So radio is very, very wonderful for that. And I love it. You know, it, um, 
And it's nice you can edit edit it when you need to. So that's also a very good thing too. <laughs> Editing has been a wonderful tool to uh, learn. So um, as Mina we are, Oksana, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was just going to say, me and Oksana, when we started, we were together every time, and then like I moved to California, and it was so weird because it was hard, and oh. we would, like talk over each other. And, and like, we already have kind of that relationship anyways, where like, if she's talking, not that I like always talk over her, but I'll be like, Oh, wait a minute. I have something to say. (laughs) So like I had to, we had to really watch that. So it was really difficult. Now we've gotten better at it now, but it's still challenging, like having a conversation, especially because we have two hosts and a guest usually for three people to have a cohesive conversation without jumbling over top of each other. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely um, a different work level. I I I, I before um, I started on it, I could get in front of a class and teach a six-hour class. I could walk in and not have to rehearse, you know, a three-hour course or workshop. I'm gonna mm-hmm. teach with someone I've taught it, and I'm used to just being spontaneous. But when you're not face to face with the person, there's this intensity level. So it's a different intensity level. I have just enjoyed creating with it so much. It 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 um it brings that creativity out in me that I have to uh, work at how it's going to flow and where it's going to go. And then it's like you're listening and ready for the next question at the same time. And you know, mm-hmm. I had a moment. I had a moment where where you know Santos was like, "Oh, what was I talking about?" And I was like, "Man, I was glad I was right in there listening." <laughs> You know what I said? This is what you're talking about. I was like, shoo! I made it. I passed that. You know. So, uh, but yeah, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm still working on uh, listening to myself as I'm. I I will say a lot of ah and um and you know. But I. But here's the thing. I have this awesome perseverance, and I love teaching. So I'm in there to the end here and it'll just keep getting better so ladies we um are about seven minutes left here as we're ending the show and um so if you want to each give some parting notes i would just say that at this point you know you you probably know already blog talk might makes a beeping noise if we're talking over the two hour mark here but it will still keep recording so we, we still have a few minutes in case it beeps. But if each of you would like to give a parting message to everyone, and um, and we'll do this again sometime because it was fun and I miss you guys and it was so awesome getting to know each of you. Oh, my heart just got bigger tonight. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is why I'm here. I love them. I love them. <laughs> I want to tell you, sincerely, I just love listening to your stories tonight. So thank you so much for being so open and sharing. Very important oh, for people Cindy. to hear. Cindy, this is Oksana. Thank you thank for you being so much. Yes, yes. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for being an amazing host on Feminine Frequency Radio Network. I am delighted that you're part of our energy here on air and spreading it wider and wider. Um, I just, it's just 
feels amazing to have you on, and you're doing so wonderful, and I love your guests, and it's awesome. So, and of course, thank you so much for inviting us today. And what I want to leave listeners with is self-love, 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 and Mm self-love. And to understand and feel self-love, sometimes you truly have to hurt your own self because the self-love that we typically start with is not typically what we end with. So there are different feelings to self-love and the true hardcore acceptance is um, of yourself and of everything is to me that is self-love. And I think that's the main message that I would love to leave our listeners with. Thank you. Yes, beautiful. Thank you. Yes, and I just wanted to say, Cindy, thank you so much for being part of our tribe. I know Oksana was mentioning it earlier, but it's just so important right now that we have a tribe of people, and we don't all have to think exactly the same way, but as long as we're all pretty much in the same chapter on the same page, if not in the same sentence, you know, Um, So thank you for being such a beautiful part of this whole experience, just my life, but also the Feminine Frequency Radio Network. So thank you very much. And what would I leave our listeners with? Be true to yourself. Whatever your truth is, find it and let that lead you because there's so many things in life that will try to steer you in a different path and something might be good for one person and it doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. So you need to find whatever it is that is for you and go with it. Oh gosh, I know. And if you did drink it already, detox from it. (laughs) Detox, detox, detox on all levels. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you again, ladies. And um, then I will be talking with you again towards the end of the month as we are going to be having our uh, meetup meeting. And um, I definitely will uh, say that my heart is open and allowing and ready for our Woodstock event. I'm all in and uh, (laughs) we will just um, allow the universe to deliver and unfold in in all ways. So good night to everyone here, and I will be seeing you in one week. I will be announcing during the week who's coming on next on the show. So have a good rest of the evening, ladies, and we'll be talking with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Cindy. Love you. Bye, Cindy. Love. Okay, you guys too. (laughs) Bye-bye.